All right, everybody. Welcome back. April 21st edition of the Coaches Meeting. Got a really big, really big show tonight. You got a special guest here who we'll introduce later. We're going to go over a little bit of the last dance that came up from Michael Jordan. Talk about that. Had a big holiday happen in the last couple of days that we'll dive into that's really personal for us. Uh, touch on the parenting corner and uh, do a little booze review. So let's get it going. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Okay? All right. <laughs> well, I don't know if that gets the juices flowing, but well, we're okay. So we're back for this edition. We've had a little bit of time off. Big show today, as we said. It's Robbie Schaefer here alongside Jim Schaefer, and we got a really big guest here calling in from uh, the other side of Cincinnati. Is another coach, Kevin Albert Alfred. Hello. Oh, so hello, Kevin. I'll take either or. Yeah. Thank Kevin, you guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. What, are, Kevin? What are your thoughts been so far on the first uh, two shows? It was good. I was glad that I got a shout out in the second episode. Um, however, unfortunate news: Dane Sanzabacher is not going on the bachelor party anymore. So, R.I.P. <laughs> well, I guess more fun for the rest is. So, Dad. Uh, we're just going to go around the horn real quick on our booze portion so everybody at home knows what we're drinking. What do you have? Uh, buttermilk. Or, or Maker's Mark on the rocks. Is that a, is that a buttermilk? It could I be. Never... If my mom's listening, it's buttermilk. You had more in your life. Milk, <laughs> milk or Maker's Mark? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> We'll get back there. Probably Kevin. milk. Probably Kevin. milk. Because I used to drink a lot of scotch, too. So, But you always drink a lot of milk. I've had milk this week. I had milk on my Cheerios this morning. No, yesterday. Better milk than makers on the Cheerios. Kevin, what are you having? Ooh. A nice bottle of 2017 It was a bottle I found at uh, Jungle Gyms. It was like $6. And it I tastes hate that place. I was stuck in there on a rainy Saturday for three hours once where the women shopped. All I did is test the beer. It'll Finally be fun. Find a, It'll be found fun my spot there at Jungle Gyms. Actually, the thing was started by a uh, couple from Miami, and one of them was uh, a good friend. Dad, of don't Dad, don't eat into your two minutes of your time. Oh, uh, I'm using your minutes. Your minutes. No, no, that's they later said, in the show. Later in the show, Dad. Call them in to see what the crazy old man. <laughs> We're going to be designating two minutes of show for Dad to talk about whatever he wants that's relatable to so many people. So, Dad, I'm just trying to look out for you. So what's new this? Well, actually, before I get into that, I'm having a little Kentucky Mule, little bourbon, little ginger beer. What kind of bourbon? Bullet. We went into the liquor store this weekend, and I freaked out. Didn't want to spend too much time there, and everybody's in masks, so I just kind of did a little smash and grab, but made sure I paid on the way out. But, I'm going to just call ahead and, and back up my car. 
Well, you have people running errands for you, so you got that I going. Did. I got a care package yesterday. You don't tip them well enough. Oh yeah. Speaking of tipping, we'll talk later in the show about <laughs> no tip and Scotty Pippen. Yeah, well, before you get to exactly. That, yeah, no, we give people chocolate chip cookies and beers when they play golf. That's my tip. So, all right, well, we, it's been about a week and a half, almost two weeks since we last got together. What's what's new with everybody? I played a ground of golf this week. First time in, I got out of the house in six weeks. Did you finish the round in under five hours? Oh, yeah, we played in three and a half. We had four people with carts. Everybody had their own carts. Well, it should have been three hours. But what did, sh- did you shoot? Quail, squirrel. No, I had a 99. <laughs> 52.47. What? One. Only no. one. Oh, and boy. I found a Pro V1, so I was ahead. Or were you even? Oh, because no, it was the Pro V1. No, the Pro V1's a better ball. Than that. Got it. Did anybody get three balls? Did anybody get their stimulus checks? Not I. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kevin, you got it, huh? We got new patio furniture, which are great for the. Um, then what else do we do with it? I think that was pretty much about it. I think. How about you? Did you get yeah. one? No, not yet. But man, you make way too much money. That, that's nice of you to say. Um, <laughs> but. The whole part of Donald Trump, the president, wanting a signature on it, I don't care the ego move. But have you guys – his signature, for him wanting that on every check, his signature look is just a bunch of up-and-down squiggly marks that's like a five-year-old could do. That's just the most ridiculous signature I've have seen. Have you seen your own Where's signature? The t- Where's the T Trump's in his signature? In, in, in Trump's defense, though, that's literally every signature are just scribbles. Like, no one can actually- read unless you like make out one or two letters and then by blah 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 then you'd be like oh yeah well that makes sense kevin have you seen rabbi's signature there's an r and an s unfortunately i'm waiting for him to go big so that i can ask him (laughs) well there you go whatever that means and (laughs) At what point are we thinking about cutting our own hair? Uh, Mom's going to do me this weekend. Dad, we're talking about oh, hair. Oh, come on. Come She's on. She's going to do my haircut. She's going to do my haircut. <laughs> Dad, this is. Got it. It's not total PG, but. TMI. It happened at least. Three... You're at the stage of that pregnancy. The wind blows, you get excited. Hey, you know. <laughs> I was taking cold showers all of Lent. The. Uh, Tells you know my uh, wife's actually uh, on a um, she's on a two hour plus breastfeeding call right now at the hospital on latching that so this podcast really saved me out of that one. On latching, you mean lactating? Uh, all the above. There's a lactician. Oh my god! It's a Zoom call. Wait, wait, wait! It's a pictures? Zoom call, and I asked if Are there I pictures. I asked, <laughs> I asked, that's what <laughs> she goes. Do you want to be on it? And I was like, well. No. Are they doing demonstrations? She said no, and I said, all right, hard fast. I think I'll do the podcast then. Uh-oh, now we're in trouble. Can you, you probably have to edit this one out. No, this is fine. Kevin, I'm going to remove you real quick and have you call back in because you you're, you're a bit choppy to start. We're going to try to get a better connection. So I'm going to drop you out and call you right back. Well, all right. I will call you okay. back in a second. We need to get him to Skype in. Yeah, we're getting there. 
it's we're we're doing our best here. He's uh he had it fine earlier. We're we're getting it back going here, folks. Thanks for bearing with us. Kevin, get back on this and Dude, all right, uh, so we're doing that. Um all right. Anything else new? I was thinking on mustaches because mine's I'm getting compliments now on mustaches, but that I have, but from strangers. Yeah, well, the neighbors, but I think it more terrifies the young children in the neighborhood. So I don't know. Having a young one come up soon, probably to lose it. But, Dad, you can sub in a caterpillar. Oh well, that's fine if we want to do that. Um, all right. So very special holiday. Some in the last couple of days, we missed it by a day or two. The Sunday, some. Sunday, very special holiday, 419 day for Toledo. Wow. So given given Toledo and Dad as you as town historian, Dad, Toledo, 419 day. Here's yep. your two, here's your two minute rant on things Toledo. Go. I have the Toledo Blade from Sunday here. And they uh, ranked the top ten basketball players in Toledo history. They they had to have played for Toledo High School. But it was based on more than their high school career. And I played against four of these guys. And they go, in order, Jimmy Jackson, Dennis Hobson, Ohio State. Both of those played at Ohio State. Calvin Ramsey played at Ohio State. He was first-team All-American. Number four was Butch Comives. He played at Bowling Green. He was the leading scorer in the NCAA his senior year. One minute Steve, left. Steve Mix, University of Toledo from Rogers High School. He's All-American. Truman Clater, my age, I played against him from Scott. And he started at Kentucky on national championship team. Terry Crosby played with Grunfield and King at Tennessee, played for the Vilbas, phenomenal athlete. Donald Collins, Pac-8 Player of the Year. He was 1976 from Scott William Buford, who you saw, 08. And then uh, the last one was Todd Mitchell from St. Francis. Now, a few points here. Wardell Jackson was the first guy from Maycomber to go to Ohio State, not according to the article. The other thing that bugs me in here is Mark Loving is way down past uh, Nigel Hayes, even though... Mark Loving was two-time track player of the year, two-time Mr. Basketball in Ohio, first-team All-State twice. But Rather, Nigel Hayes arguably had a better career at uh, Wisconsin than uh, Mark had at Ohio State. Anyway, that was this news from Sunday. That shouldn't count toward my two minutes. And I need five minutes. But anyway, we'll do that next time. You did it great. You did two minutes. You probably got ten seconds left if you want it. Oh, and then there was Jim Schaefer was not on this list. <laughs> But he played in 75 for St. John's and John Carroll University so for one year and not much. So what was your defining high school moment that you had – or your defining basketball moment? In high school? Yeah. We we beat Central in overtime and probably had my best game. I had like seven steals and 15 points and six, seven rebounds. But the other one is I held Kevin Ramsey, first-team All-American in Ohio State, to six points in my final – High school game. I had eight points and eight rebounds. What did he score on the other guys? <laughs> no, that's his total for the game. Oh, wow. How about that? And you yourself had a quadruple single? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> quadruple single, you little varmint. Well, and then my other exciting moments were coaching. But um, I did have a great game with John Carroll against somebody. I forget what I had. I had like 14 in the first half, and I, everything was falling. But And I had three steals for layups. And I was, I was a quick guy when I wasn't 50 pounds overweight. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I got to say that I went out on a high note on my last high school basketball game in Toledo that 
Had a nice 20-point first half, and as you remember, at the pit at St. Francis, and then was uh, held to two points in the second half. So I knew you had 20-some in the game. Yeah, it was it was the most I ever scored, and it was the last. So, Kevin, you're a better athlete than both of us. Tell us your best story. So my best like high school claim to fame story was probably so there was a linebacker for. Texas that is now playing for the Arizona Cardinals. And oh, Bill, Bill Romanowski? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no. So Jordan Hicks, he was yep. a all-state football player, all-state basketball player for Lakota West, which is a little bit north of downtown Cincinnati. And I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I would probably say I've gotten better at basketball than I was in high school, post high school. So when I was a sophomore, I mean, he just towered over everybody, just strong. What high school, everybody. Kevin? What high school yet? Indian Hill. So it's a small. Oh, that's division right. Three. Yeah, small Division Three where all the um, where all the fairy boys go to, and uh, and all. The, wait, wait! I had eight cousins go there. Stop it. <laughs> well, I, I thought and, I. Th- <laughs> And I don't know about what your cousin. Two, two of them have concealed carry permits, so be careful. Eh, that doesn't faze me. Kevin, <laughs> um, what happened? So I blocked him, but that's all. There was nothing really but that cool. It was just I blocked him, and and everybody knew who he was. And I was a lot skinnier back then. Didn't really love meat and cheese as much back then. So well, that's I mean, when that was, you you probably went from. Little Kevin before that game to just Kev dog after, right? Yeah. <laughs> you'd walk the halls like of Mike to Michael. That's kinda that like is perfect. Mike kinda like when Mike went to Michael in the eighty three championship game. And that, Kevin, is a great segue into our next topic. You're welcome. <laughs> the Michael Jordan last dance documentary reactions. Yeah. Dad, did you get a chance to watch it? I did. Kevin, what were your thoughts? So I have a few thoughts about with people growing up from Toledo. So like, Jim, may I call you Jim? Yeah, please do. So are you a Pistons fan if you were to root for any NBA team? Well, you know, we're kind of caught in no man's land between Detroit and Cleveland. So I I like the teams based. I like those Pistons teams that played against – the Bulls and eventually won two NBA championships back then. So yeah, so like the Cavs were terrible for a long time. So like the one thing that like I find amazing about this documentary is that like everyone loved Jordan. Like there was no one that absolutely like hated him, other than I what I would assume Piston fans. But yeah, like they, it is. Yeah, we didn't like him. There was the Jordan rules. You ever read right. that? Exactly. Yeah, but like he, I he didn't get a layup. You hit him. Yeah. But, I mean, he would go to the free throw line and make two out of two every time. So, you might as well. But 100%. what I thought the documentary was so good at was well, just highlighting the fact of, like, how respected he was by everybody else. And so, I'm pumped for the next eight. Well, I like when Jackson deferred to uh, Jordan. And he was he was trying when when uh, Pippen wanted his vacation. Oh, my God. And, and, and Jordan goes, anybody needs a vacation, be me. And he was dropping F-bonds left and right that they bleeped out. 
Well, he's they, drinking a lot of scotch there. They only bleeped it out on ESPN too. If you're watching on ESPN, they were yeah. they were dropping full f bombs. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, you gotta. Yeah, next Sunday, watch it on uh, ESPN regular. I was kind of shocked when I'm watching it, and then you hear because Scotty Pippen says, "I," he's like, "I ain't gonna let him fuck up my summer." Exactly. <laughs> Great line. Great line. I mean, line of the line of the summer, right? He he was he was Shaq before Shaq. But did you see uh, Scotty Pippen's wife uh, put an Instagram or Twitter post out there yesterday earlier this week that said, "Oh, don't worry." And she posted like the Scotty's picture on a list that says the highest paid NBA athletes ever. And Scotty's number 30 because they said in his career, career earnings, he ended up making more than Michael Jordan. But they, she right. basically posted that he made over $100 million, so he's fine. And she's also uh, – She also stepped out on him for a rapper, I think. I think it was Future. Allegedly. Oh, Allegedly. <laughs> We don't, out to we, Jim we don't want any libel suits here. Well, the other thing we yeah. talked about, uh, and Kevin brought this to my attention, that with Michael Jordan's uh, creative say in the movie Space Jam, do we think that the coach of the Monstars, the little guy, was based on Jerry Krause? A hundred percent. Dad, you're going to have to go Google on that one. but uh, um, I saw a reference to that today, but... I didn't, Kraus, these guys weren't business geniuses. He put that team together. He, they just didn't like him. How does a right. baseball scout say to an owner of an organization, goes, I think I want to be the GM. And he goes, well, well that's the Reisendorf, though. So, like, I mean, growing – so I spent – I mean, again, I was too young. But, like, but I always hear about my dad talking about the Reisendorf for when they bought the Bulls. And Lost you there. Would you say your dad was talking about what? So when my dad, when I was y- younger, but my dad would always talk about how cheap the Reisendorfs were. So the owners of the Bulls and the White Sox and how they would do anything possible to just scoop by, but just make it as cheap as possible. So like oh, the, White the Sox. fact that they, yeah, right. Yeah. So, but the fact that they brought in a White Sox scout that, that, that they could probably pay bottom dollar to do for that job, but they're like, I don't care. The other thing I thought was odd, Dad, your take on this, when they're interviewing Michael Jordan's mom and she keeps referring to Michael's dad as, oh, Mr. Mr. Jordan. Mr. Uh, what's that about? Is that an old formality thing as our resident? No, it's just kind of quirky for them. Baby boomer? Although, uh, you know, Pat Flynn refers to, uh, 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 never mind, a person, I know people that refer to their wives as, like my wife, if I refer to her as Mrs. Schaefer, like I'm afraid of her, uh, but I'm not. I like her. Wait, I might be afraid of her if she hears this. No. So another thing that I found interesting about the documentary was the fact that at the end, when Scotty was frustrated with his contract, how he deserved to be paid more, which he did, but then how he opted to get the surgery later on in the summer, and then that's when the whole quote of, I don't want to fuck up my summer, came along. 
the one thing that I found interesting was that Michael was saying uh, that Scotty was selfish. When Michael was getting paid $28 million more than the next highest paid person on the Bulls. And my point with regard to that is when Tiger Woods came in the PGA Tour, he was making a boatload more than anybody else who'd played years. And they asked Phil Mickelson if he was jealous or felt you know, more money should be for the other players. Phil goes, are you kidding me? I'm making 50% more money because Tiger came in the PGA. I don't care what Tiger makes. He's raising everybody up. And that was the same with Jordan. The more he made and the more he attracted to the NBA, everybody was making more money. But not Scotty. Scotty was the 122nd. One year, one year, one year, one year, one year. I think it was for more than that. I mean, he, well, I mean, he no, he if he like, was ranked ahead of Jordan in lifetime earnings, right. once he left the Bulls. So when he left the Bulls, he signed like it was like a $250 million contract with the Rockets. And that's when he got all of his money. With the Bulls, like during those Jordan years. He was, su- I mean, a seven-year for $18 million. I mean, Gosh. he was making nothing. But hearing that story of him in high school being, or was it even when he got to college, it was like 5'10", then he was 6'1", and then he grew five inches. Like, God, if there's anything I could give from like a physical sports, it would be a late growth spurt in college. Yeah. Well, you if were, I grew- you were 5'3", as a freshman, and 6'1", yeah. as a senior, weren't you? Six. I, I mean, I think it's a six wow. <laughs> wow. I, Kevin is a good one-time guest on the show. We really like having him. But. Enjoy retirement, Kevin. Hey, I, have you? I'm just a one and done. I'm like, I'm like UK basketball players, just one and done. Uh, you're not that good. <laughs> so. Did you guys see for the episode this weekend? I think they're going to dive more into, well, one, Detroit, but I think they're going to talk a lot about Dennis Rodman. Yeah, that'll be really good. Children should not be able to see that. I, But Dennis Rodman, I still think, as different as he is, has a character or quality that, like, it keeps you coming back. Like, you don't, it's not like you're, while he might be different in all this, like, when he played for the Bulls, I was pumped when he came from the Spurs, and I was like, he still got this. I want to say he has a likability to him, even though he was so outlandish. Well, when he was a rookie with the Pistons, he came out of where Oklahoma State, I think, and he had no tattoos. He was just country boy. He would show up at games, blue jeans and, and combat boots, and he just played. And he would go. He was all energy, leading rebounder in the NBA. And then at some point, he started to get the tattoos. So it what's started, the problem with that? No, no, no. By the time I no, no, and I'm not saying it's right. He went from this little country boy, punk, country man, whatever you want to call it, and then he he evolved into something that was just weird, including his last days with the Pistons when he they were afraid he was going to commit suicide. He gun in his truck at the at the palace, and um, then he went to San Antonio, and you know. What's his name? Didn't put up with any crap down there. But the next thing you know, he's on a cover of a magazine, a bridal outfit with, you know, ring noses and lip nose, lip rings. And I'm going, what, what happened to Dennis? The, the nice, 
Dennis that could dominate the league in rebounding. He was all into being whack job. I, but I think he's a misunderstood guy. No kidding. I don't think he understands himself. Let's start there. Well, I think we'll learn on Sunday. All right. So we're going to have to record before that. We're going to have to make it in the books probably 7 o'clock on Sunday. Regardless, let's, Dad, all right. The, part the, of the show's th- not till 9. I know, but when we try for 8 and you have bathroom issues at 8.15, we got to push it back. We <laughs> hey, can't have that. Don't go there. Don't go there. you got a muskrat on your face, and you're making fun of me. Good. I need to schedule these calls earlier. Well, no, I need to tell you they're a half an hour before their start time. Well, so we I was get, only five minutes late. So, so let's, we had technical let's, difficulties. Before we jump into the next segment, let's, let's Kevin, from your perspective, how would you describe what you got to witness before this call took place? It was very funny. Only, <laughs> but I love Debbie and Jim. With all with all my heart, so I was supportive of you in your endeavors and trying to find the input jack for your headphones, but it was quite funny. But in your defense, I was having connecting problems. Well, you, you, you didn't see me hit my head when I came up. For oh, that's, that's why I'm angry. I got a lump on my head. I'm sorry, but that's all right. We really should debrief and have a. You write on a post-it note steps to do when you get ready for the podcast. No, well, I went. No, once you say, talent, I just wing it. When you say, <laughs> when you go, all right. Well, so are you going to call me on Skype or do I need to open the app? Well, I well, when I got well, on I, the computer, I can't I call you up. if it's, the app's not open. Well, mom didn't know her password. Oh, it's mom's. Well, that's the other thing. Where you're using <laughs> yeah. mom's account for the show. I'm telling you, I'm taking this up to my machine. I got a camera on mine. Which I now know the know the password to. So, FYI, go Redhawks. I wrote it down here. So. <laughs> Dad, put the paper down. It's giving. Hey, a do bit. you think uh, do you think Chase Young's going to be the second pick in the draft? Yeah, I think that's a strong probability. But I, <laughs> what I also think is there's going to be a lot of technical difficulties. So. You know, we're going to, well, we might catch some heat for technical difficulties tonight. My you network came out. We should do a podcast during the draft. We'll watch the draft and we'll comment on it. Uh, I'll, I'll bring in Kevin on that because Kevin is more the I'm NFL insider. Guy. Well, he'd have to come over to your house because we need higher quality audio. Kevin, we I, come you know, to my house. Come to my house. Dad, okay, all right. I got Dad, better I'll drive up to Toledo on Thursday, and we can bring You gotta have a mask and gloves. All right. Hand sanitizer. What are you guys having for dinner, though? When? Oh, Let me guess. Meat on Thursday. A starch and something covered in cheese. Well, I'll tell you what I have tonight. I had uh, turkey. Meat. And then I had cottage cheese and strawberries and blueberries. Oh, kind of wow. light. Oh, it was a, it was a turkey sandwich. Turkey and and Swiss cheese. It was good. I mean, something light, because I had, I had ham and eggs at one o'clock, you know, when I was getting out of my jammies. Well, <laughs> see, I had a fusion yesterday, and I slept 10 hours. Other than that. I had a big day. Big, big day. Big day. Big, big day. So well, we've, done, we've done this once when I was having an infusion, and no one went to see those. Well, in the thing you get your camera, Rob, so we can go, you know. It's on back order unless I, I purchased one, but it's, again, on back order. I got to notice that, oh, not ready yet. Or if I wanted one delivered, I can pay six times one. So 
if anybody wants to do a GoFundMe crowdsource for that, I don't think that's a good use of dollars there. No, I say do it, do it, do it, do it for the shower gifts for the baby, and then divert the money. Yeah, that's (laughs) all right, folks. Check the registry. (laughs) We're gonna convert them to cash. I got this. Huge Little, present from Todex here that, that I, I don't know how we're going to get down there. For, $40 cameras are going for like 200 bucks right now online. It's crazy, but hoping to get one um, soon. Could we do this by our phones until we get that technology? Uh, we, could, we could, but we're going to have the audio issues. Yeah. I could plug my headphones into the phone. No, look at your phone again. You aren't able to. Let's no, move I have into those beats. I have those beats headphones that, that go in there. Oh, the 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 ones that we got you for chemo that sat in the box for Oh, I've used them more than once. <laughs> Let's move into the parenting corner, dad. It's a much needed segment that I need your help on. With You're all asking this, me? I I'm asking you, but also Kevin's input as a pre <laughs> Kevin's a pre-father. Yeah. <laughs> When's your wife do, Kevin? Seven years. Nine months from the, <laughs> nine months from the night. <laughs> is she yeah. having a virgin? Is she having a virgin birth? <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> yes. That was clear as day. Well, <laughs> all right. So the documentary with Michael Jordan got me thinking this weekend. Of I remember staying up watching the NBA Finals and like I think not getting to stay up late as a kid, but there's certain times that you got to stay up and watch certain sports late. So, Dad, from your experience, Kevin, what are your thoughts on if you're with a kid who's a young age and you're like, this is an important sports event, they need there, it's okay for them to stay up and watch. What's the thought what, process there? Are we just talking sports? I mean, I, I'm not asking for like, hey, the kids need to be put down to bed at 7 o'clock every night, but... You know, because as a kid, I feel like you never wanted to go to bed. You'd be like, oh, let me stay up, let me stay up. Or maybe that's just me, but. You had older siblings, that's why. Yeah. But you had to, you had to go to bed early. Things. What's going to, Kevin, theoretically, what would be your criteria to let the kids stay up later? So I think the criteria for me would definitely be, well, what do you have going on the next day? Because. Uh, um, They're a kid. It's not like they're going to report to work. No, no, no. But like, I mean, do they have to wake up early for like, so like when I was second, third grade, I played hockey where the majority of the games were at like 5 a.m. So mm-hmm. like, so like my parents were never going to allow me to stay up late, but that much because they had to get up w- w- with me. So, and what my parents always said is if you can't soar with the Eagles in the morning, then you can't hoot with the ha- Owls at night. So that's definitely probably my biggest criteria there. That sounds familiar, Dad. My dad's saying was if you want to stay up all night with the boys, you better get up with the men. <laughs> the um, I like that but, one. But there are a few things. The latest I can remember staying up real late in 1969 for the moon landing, because that didn't happen till one o'clock in the morning, and we was stayed that, awake. How much stuff was live then? On TV? Well, that was live. That I mean, like, live. unless you believe when, it was some, a fake when something went landing. live, like is most stuff recorded on syndication, and then it's like maybe not no, syndication is the right word. Like, no, there weren't that many. You know, like college football, 
there was the game of the week. There was one college football game live, and then Notre Dame would play the highlights of their game on Sunday. And you couldn't be on that game more than, I think, twice in one season, other than the bowl games. But, uh, you know, the World Series was during the day, and so we would listen at school with an earplug in. Um, the NBA was on tape delay a lot of times, uh, and the NFL was always day games. I mean, there weren't night games until until Monday Night Football came along. I think that was 1969, maybe 70. But you know, the first game was the Browns-Jets at Cleveland Stadium. It was crazy. Joe Namath. And so, uh, and so my parents would let us watch that game. That, now, those games, I don't believe, started till 9, but they were over by midnight. And so I was 13, probably, when that began. So I guess right. for that. So when I was a kid, and You're let's still say it's NBA Finals, what, like, because I feel like mom would be the one to say, oh, I get to bed. But I'd say I haven't watched games with you. What, were you just like, oh, it's a big sporting event, like they'll watch the NBA Finals or whatever? Because, like, well, mom went out of town once in a while, and then you could stay up all night. And I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's Go give me a beer, Rob. Give me a beer out of the refrigerator. You can skip another half hour. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's I'll file that one away in the vault for, you know, as as with child well, on the with child I'm on the way. I'm not recommending that for Kelsey. See, I read to you guys a lot. I don't want to give you the impression. And I and I and I wasn't drinking beer when I read to you. So, there you go. Yeah. But was, I I I do know that I read the, you know, the politically incorrect Uncle Remus stories to you. I was pretty yeah. good at. Yeah. Uh, for the wild things, the wild Kevin. Things. Kevin, and for our listeners, if you want to have a kick, uh, Google the Uncle Remus and Briar Rabbit stories, and there's some subplots in there that are uh, not exactly politically correct today. I learned that from a, and I think it was just a different time, but I was like, oh, like dad, like I'll get these books that for our kid that we can read, and because my dad used to do a great job at the voice and all that, and I was like, I'll do these great impersonations, and then I looked into the storyline and uh, go down that Wikipedia rabbit hole, um, so to speak. Uh, but moving on, because I <laughs> don't throw me in that bra patch. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. <laughs> there were some undertones. Um, it was all right. a Disney well, book. It was. It, it, and the Jungle Story is based on it. Yes, the movie, I, the Jungle Story. I know. It's just to see where uh, we've come, and you know, and Dennis, you know, if Dennis Robbins about today. It's he's fine. All right. Other than starting that's a nuclear good, war that's with good North for parody Well, uh, the Kim Jong-un, fake news, real news. <laughs> is he on his deathbed? Yeah, that is so bizarre. I don't know what's real and what's not. I, I think they're like trying they to clone him. To be fake. How old is the guy? He's like he's in his 30s. 30s. He's not. Is he actually that young? Yeah, he's like 39 years old, I bet. All right, Google it. True or false? Over or under? Let's get an over under. We'll I say he's 39. Wow. Hands do the yep. fact checking. Mm-hmm. You're right. 36. There you go. Wow. I thought he was like at least 50, but. No, 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 no. When he, he, he took power when he was almost 30 years old. Man. Well, I mean. I didn't realize Castro died in 2016. All those Kim Jong people. He's on ice. They me. might. He's in with what, Ted Williams didn't in a Cas- cyber pen. Didn't Castro have physicians that said he was going to like live forever? He was almost 90. 
Man, I, w- I wonder what insurance underwriting is like in Cuba for if Fidel wanted to buy a pa- buy a policy that said he's yeah, going to live forever. They could buy the policy out of Venezuela. That country's on the way out. Mm. They're not going to survive this. When oil's selling for less than a dollar, less than zero, negative money today. It's um, cheaper than, you know, it's, it's cheaper to take a bath in oil than it is in water. What, what they're... What they're doing is they're paying people to take delivery because they can't find storage facilities. It's ridiculous. But you know what? The U.S. should gobble up all the oil they can store in a strategic reserve because it is so cheap. Now, remember, we had the, we had the oil embargo in the 70s and 80s, and we had oh, oil shortages, oh. price spikes. But that's because we were importing all this oil. Now. As one minute, year, one minute extra of dad talk the, today. The United States is the biggest oil producer in the world, and, and that's why the that's consumer? why the United States needs a higher price. It's just flipped. No, but, oh, and for those not watching, dad put up his uh, index and pinky finger like it was hook'em horns and was flipping it. Let's move towards final thoughts, dad. What? What do you? Why? What do you want to say? Is this the end? Is, what do you think? Square dark. We're on our we're we're up against 40 minutes. What? Uh, okay. I, I'm well. I'm just gonna put something out there just as a meatball, Kevin. I didn't give this to you beforehand either, Dad. But I've been you know I've been finishing up the West Wing. I'm on to season seven, and uh, the next presidential candidate to succeed Jed Bartlett. Spoiler alert is uh, Matt Santos, played by Jimmy Smith. Yep. Now. Tell me. You know what? Most people would vote for either one of those over these candidates. Now, tell me, Jimmy Smith, if you don't know at home, look it up. But this actor, you look him up. Everything he's on, sitcom, he's dynamic. I love him. Why? What is it about him, Dad? Good writers. He, he, he got very fortunate. I mean, he was on, what, Hill Street Blues? He was on L.A. Law. NYPD uh, Blue? NYPD Blue. Um, Sons of yeah. Anarchy. Uh, yeah, and the good wife, uh, wasn't he? Um, anyway, he he's a good actor, and he got very fortunate. I don't know how many movies he did, but his TV credits are phenomenal. And he he, he was on blockbusters all the time. So Kevin, I think the writing those shows were very well written and very well produced. Kevin, you know of Jimmy Smith? Unfortunately, I have no idea. So I'm going through his Wikipedia page just to see if there's. Something that that I know about him. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think he was in oh any. Oh my gosh! Come on. He was in a. He was in two Star Wars movies. Did you fly? History. Fun fact about Kevin: He. I have never seen one Star Wars. Oh yeah, that's a tough one. Oh my gosh! I know a stutter and. That's like not going to church on Christmas. Huh? Right. Like not going to church on Christmas. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? Wait, Juan. Have you seen The Wizard of Oz? Yes. Have you well, seen the Star Wizard Wars? Star Wars is your generation's Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Star Kevin. Wars? That's a stretch. Kevin, what were you gonna say? No, I I wanted to see because we were talking about in the parenting corner. Jim, what do you think the baby will be, boy or girl? Or are you letting it? Who's baby? Yourself. Yours or Robbie's? Both. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking triplets would be fine. Wow. Dad, I hate to tell you, they've uh, we're well past that part. There's only one. Oh shoot! 
Well, I'll, I'll well, if the ultrasound has a penis, it'll be a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, I'm not real bright, but that one I know. Yeah. But this, this child's very hairy by the, all accounts. That's what we found out. Very and the hairy. Child. The hairy people in our family were born were were women. So who knows? Oh wow! Females. How about that? Mom had a big head of hair. Caitlin had a big head of hair. Ravi was bald. Oh well, that's fun facts to take in. So what else? Final thoughts. I wanted to lead off with my Jimmy Smiths, but uh, I'll I'll leave it up to you guys to round us out. Well, how long are we gonna be quarantined? Self-isolated. And did they? Oh, I know. Here's one final thought. Did they really mess this up when you see the USC study that shows that maybe we've underreported the number of cases 40 to 50 fold? And then when they tested the people in Ohio prisons, they found out 75 percent of the prisoners had it. But like two thirds of that number were asymptomatic. They just didn't know it. So in the general population, how many people have got the virus and didn't know it? And are, and are recovered and are yeah. immune. Yeah. So we're killing our economy. Now, the people that are getting guarded are me. I'm one of America's most vulnerable. I have a heart of gold. But anyway, I got a lot of stuff wrong with you're, me. Mo, you're an MVP, most vulnerable person. I know. So everybody should <laughs> cater to me. Us yes. baby boomers are used to it. The whole economy used to be situated for us. But I Yeah, I don't know how they... Without going down too much tried commentary on coronavirus, I don't know how they start opening a ton of stuff back up unless there's widespread testing to say if you got antibodies or not. But yeah, if you're rolling, you can roll some things out. You're not going to see. I don't think you're going to see movie theaters, sporting events, and restaurants. Well, but, except in Georgia. Well, you know they don't have their teeth that down is- there. So. Oh, all right. Well, that's going to hurt our southern <laughs> demographic of the show. <laughs> Not that um, we were that concerned. <laughs> well, the people in Alabama. Oh, anyway. Dad, you're just going out right now with the revolver, <laughs> shooting potential potential audiences. Oh, geez. Well, our son's marrying somebody from Tennessee, so what the heck. Anyway, I'm not an SEC fan, other than their, their football is very good. I'm a Vern Kentucky, Lundquist guy. Kentucky basketball dominated for so good. long. Baseball's good. No one cares. Billy Diamond left Florida. They don't. Their basketball's okay. Uh, anyway, I love Savannah. I love Charleston. Oh, it sounds like we need to play a murder mystery <laughs> game in the hottest Savannah, Kevin. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a I, reference, you're, that's a reference you're not going to get. What's the name of that movie? Good and Evil in the Garden, or The Garden of Good you and need Evil? Need to just let the drawl come out of your mouth <laughs> like <laughs> spilling molasses. <laughs> I did that with Uncle Remus stories. Yeah, well, let's uh, we're bringing it back there. Um, all right, Dad. So, anything else you want to say from a non-political perspective for the week? Yeah, my bourbon's done, and I need a refill. That's that's good, Kevin. What else on you know on your first first episode on the show? How do you feel? What how how'd we do? Uh, I thought you guys did great. Very honored to be the first guest. Hope to be asked again. Um, yeah, no, I mean. It, it was great. Um, one thing that I will say is happy early birthday to me. I know you guys haven't said it. Hey, hey, the legend of Indian Hill lives. Huh? The legend of Indian Hills lives. Ah, uh, that 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 ain't me. Kevin, what's your birthday? 
it's on Sunday. I, I, I was I was thinking that you guys were going to say it at the end. Well, Happy you know what's really been tough is throwing surprise birthday parties. Happy it's the quarter. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But actually, it's the perfect Happy birthday, Kevin. Oh, my God. What I, is this, number 30, 31, Kevin, or 30? Geez. What is this? What? No, I'm 28. I'm just saying. Oh, don't lie to me. We're friends. You're 28? Well, then yeah, there's no sense in counting them yet. Kevin, my heart goes out you to your wife. Who, 16, she was tra- 21, 30, and then you're 65. Your wife was trying to plan a really, really thoughtful surprise 28th birthday party, but unfortunately with quarantine, we can't do it. So we'll be with you in spirit. Well, you can do it on Zoom. But that's exactly what we'd say when you would plan a quarantine surprise birthday party. Exactly. Do it on Zoom and BYOB. All right. Well, next time Kevin's back, he's going to be a 28-year-old. I know. And we're going to have the NFL draft. Dad, what wisdom do you have? What wisdom do you have for a 28-year-old? Yeah, have a lot of kids. Have them early because when you get old, they're hard to take care of. Do you think the frequency method is the best uh, practice? Yeah, and I would do it on like full moons, new moons, no moons, any moons. <laughs> you know, you know, she should be taking her temperature three times a day and calling you home from work. But you know. Oh. <laughs> God, I, we encourage our listeners to drink during this show. <laughs> On that note, uh, we'll close. The thing of it is we had a good time. Thanks for joining. We'll catch you next week. On the flip side, babe. Have a good one.